0: Andy, podcast. It's on now. Can we do it? I blocked off time. Let's go. Okay. And uh I asked Nate first, he could do he could do 12 to 1, but um the minimum days all week is throwing that off. So you're up. Okay. And you're kind of the man you've been in the man the last couple weeks. What are you talking about? Well, we made a trade. Uh and of course this the theme of today is post trade deadline. But let's talk about some of the trades. One of them being you and I. We had a little group text with Protégé and Goalie, our uh, Immaculate Grid group. And uh, they were uh, put you in they, they put you in stocks. They were taking some shots at you, trying to figure out why you were going to trade A-chain and for Barkley Cooper and uh, 2.0 A-chain, known as Keaton Mitchell. Um, and then I actually got a text from another heavy hitter asking why... What's the thinking there? So maybe you want to address the league with the the original move of A-Chain, who's made a lot of splashes last couple of weeks. That's fantastic.
1: Uh, so I'll try not to get too long-winded on this, but I, I told you this after we did the trade. I actually had a text message type, typed up ready to send explaining to you why I wasn't going to do the trade, uh, and then took a step back and kind of reevaluated it. And decided, like, hey, the, the shiny new toy Achan and the insane efficiency is sexy as hell, obviously. I mean, that's why everybody's talking about it, right? Yep, yep. But the fact of the matter was, we're still, if we take the names out of it, uh, the offering that you were giving me was a, uh, with um, Keaton Mitchell. Yeah. Um. Uh, a similar type situation of a chain light um, along with a running back that is the only um, source of offense for a team and a wide receiver uh, that was operating in the top 20 fashion obviously before um, before the Deshaun Watson injury that just happened today So when I broke it down and started looking at it that way, I'm like, okay, this actually gives me more flexibility in my roster. It allows me to not have to think about Calvin Ridley. It's just rough. But all of that for a guy who has a massive feeling but has also been hurt twice and is, even when he comes back, is not going to be the number one option on his team. So it just made more sense. Me to be able to move forward without a chain and move forward with that area. So
0: okay. that's, that's kind of where it came down on that sense of like,
1: we're talking about one guy who's played three games, and the haul that you were giving me it really was too much in that aspect in my mind. So, but I was ready to reject it because the HM sexiness is.
0: It's weird butting that up against because. So, if you're going to do the math, I heard we heard from three guys on text and one guy later. That's four. So, you might be able to say that half the league probably saw more of what you're seeing because they didn't at least they didn't say that's me. Maybe they just didn't speak up. What was interesting is, uh, this I'm kind of taking a little bit out of this is a new context, but. If you were to look at experts, if for those of you, everyone has their experts they pro- might lean on. I don't know, but if you were to look at rest of season rankings, it's not like. And, and again, let's not talk keepers yet because we weren't in keeper mode so, so far. So let's that's a whole other conversation. I'm I'm just trying to play both sides here. If you looked at rest of season rankings, Barkley was consistently for people ranked higher than H. H&M. Not saying that. Look, frankly, I. Prefer I made the trade, so I'm not defending this. I'm just saying that to call someone out and say, like, oh, why this doesn't make any sense. Because was the only thing that was surprising to me. I could see being like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. It was interesting to me that people were like, why in the world would you give up H&M? And i am like, the guy on most experts, again, I like the hitters better than experts. So I'm not saying this is right. But if you were going to say how crazy it was, it's not crazy when experts would have ranked. They were ranking Saquon ahead of h and and I looked at fantasy pros, and you guys can go look at fantasy pros where they have like a hundred plus experts ranking people, like like it's so it, so even Saquon for A-Chain, like and then you got Cooper and Keaton Mitchell on top of them. Like, I am not I I'm not saying everyone's gonna agree one side or the other. What I'm s su- a little bit surprised about is how extreme people were just like, oh, how could you give up A-Chain? I'm like, that that was a little bit surprising to me, but um again, I'm not I'm not saying anything because I I made the trade, so it's not like I'm saying they everyone's right for saying that Barkley should like. Of course, I wanted to get out from under the, those teams and those offenses so fast. Except for Mitchell, Mitchell was a sexy piece, and I'm. I hope he continues to do well. I hope that Barkley and Cooper are awesome, and that Mitchell as well. I'm not trying to win trades here, but um, but I just wanted to give you your your form for you to because people were putting me on the firing squad a little bit. No, that's fine, and I mean, it's, it's funny, and, I, and we'll talk about it because
1: you know, goalie came out immediately with the why. Um, and I don't I don't feel and I'm not offended by that at all because like I said to you I was all prepared to reject it as well but then when we came back to goalie like well you know if you think you know would you have given up Eckler um who was it like Eckler and Nico Collins and Kareem Hunt for for HM he was like no yeah. So, you know, so I mean, like, that, that kind of speaks volumes to that. Of like, yeah, I mean, I understand the success of HM, but what you were offering at that time, obviously, things have changed drastically in one week because that's how fantasy football is. But at that time, you were massively overpaying for HM. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, you were giving up a, a guy that's going to get 20 opportunities plus a week, a wide receiver that is a. One with Sean Watson looking, was supposed to be coming back, and then another lottery ticket. That is an overpay. Now, a week later, it doesn't seem as much of an overpay, but it, it was.
0: Well, it's interesting, to because what I think it shows is how, from the outside, sexiness, being more skin deep, if we're going to use an analogy gets everyone up in arms, but when you actually break it down the nuts and bolts, it changes. And that's why you were going to reject it initially. And that's why when we almost simultaneously jinxed ourselves, because when goalie was like, and it was all in fun, it was, it was a good time. You're a good sport about it, of course. And and goalie was saying he was, he was having a good time drinking a little bit, blah, blah, blah. but we both almost responded with, you, you responded with three different players, but I essentially tried to mirror what I said, because I offered Barkley, Cooper and Keaton. So I was like, Okay, well, well, would you have given up Swift, Devonte Smith, and Cream Hunt? Very similar type of deal, and he admittedly was like, "Yeah, I like Swift too much." And that's and what it comes down to, it's all sexiness. Barkley is not sexy because the Giants are so bad. chains is sexy, so from the outside, it's easy to say, "Why would why in the world would you trade the sexiest woman in the school for like these like more homely girls that you know are barefoot in the kitchen, blah blah blah?" You know, that's a terrible analogy, but pretty funny. Um, and I think, and I think part of it is just that, like, you don't seriously think about, like, would you have given up a, a hate it or, love it or hate it, Bartley's the top 15 running back. I mean, he, most people had him top 10 rest of the season, just putting it out there, but be as loose as you want. Would you give up that running back? Uh, Cooper's been good whether you like it or not. And, uh, and a lottery take like Keith Mitchell, who does look like he could be an absolute in 2.0 and very well. So, I mean, I'm getting fired up, like, defending it now, but, like. Yeah, it's just when we—it was funny that we jinxed ourselves by getting back to him, like, "Hey, would you've actually given up a similar deal if it, if it was such a no-brainer?" Like, and the answer is usually no when you're putting the screws to someone. But on the surface, it's easy to react and like, "Oh, why would you give up the sexiest girl in the school?" And say, "Wait, whoa, 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 like, this isn't so crazy." But well, and that's the funniest thing. Even taking it to another layer is yes, like
1: you're saying, take say, one top ten rest of the season and a lot of things. Whatever you know, agree or disagree. But when you threw that out to goalie with Swift, I wouldn't have done that trade because of Swift having to share a backfield with, you know, Jalen Hurts and that. So that wouldn't, I would have said no to that. And goalie was going to say no also. So it's just funny. Perception and everything. And yeah. shiny toy, sexiness, efficiency. I mean, that's what makes fancy football great. And that's what makes it such a roller coaster on a week-to-week situation as well. So, I mean we're joking around already and we we're talking about a guy HN, who's played three games he's already been on five rosters this year <laughs> I mean, he's only put up points for one team but he's been on five rosters
0: it's great <laughs> oh man oh good time so that was just one trade it was you know the deadline itself had some deals but it, kind of the weeks leading up to it, it kind of count you know as far as those big deals go so yeah. pardon me so we had that deal we had goalie I mean goalie you know, uh, protege thinks that me and goalie are now in the best spot after all of our trades, but goalie was kind of first to strike with him and Al Davis having a monster, monster deal. Yeah. And so now he, I mean, he puts together, I mean, I mean, I don't know if we have any opinions or other than just to say good job. It's hard to say that there was anything he he traded for talent. He gave up a little keeper value, but Mahomes and Kelsey is the battery with Jamar chase Ceedee lamb, a Ross, St. Brown. You got Eckler and Swift at running back now. I mean, Guys on this bench like Devonte Smith, and I mean, he's he really he went all in and did a good job. I don't know, is there anything you have to say about those trades? You mean with Johnny or or? Well, I think I think you have to look at. Or Protégé? People, right? So the, the first trade right was with Protege. Am I right with that, or was that the second trade? Uh, well he he traded with Protege. I'm 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 getting all the owners mixed up, but he traded with with Protege. And oh, Johnny first with Eckler, yeah. Eck- Johnny first, yeah. Okay, yeah. Hold on.
1: Um I want to make sure we're talking about this right because I I'm really impressed with what he was able to do. Um so he started out giving up Addison Olave and Flowers. So honestly, just a true keeper trade, right? He was able to give up three keepers, you know, wide receiver twos you know, kind of in that area. Would we agree with that with Addison Olave and Flowers?
0: Yeah, they're uh, yeah, yeah, generally. Close. But I mean, yeah. but I mean like, a, a, a keeper haul for, for um, Al Davis, and Al Davis gives up Lamar Jackson, Devonta Smith, and Austin Eckler. Yeah. I, huge
1: pieces. I mean, those are all instant starters for his team. Fantastic. But then, so he gets that on Sunday, plays the week, and then turns around and is able to move to Lamar Jackson and then throw Darrell Henderson and Darren Waller, Darren Waller on IR, Darrell Henderson
0: off the street, off the couch, and then obviously Brees Hall, a, mm. a strong piece, but he has the ecor now, so he can do that,
1: and is able to then get Mahomes and Kelsey and Jamar Chase, and an instant starter for that week with the Deonta Foreman. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he completely he completely changes his roster, and the only trade, the only person he moves from that original trade was Lamar Jackson. That's fantastic to now make his team just very strong. I mean, ESPN is in love with his team. I think he had one hundred and forty projected this week. I mean, it's just
0: uh, the name, the name value, the roster that he's put together is very formidable. I'm going to I'm going to heap more praise on him, and also go a little deeper here. So, more praise from the sense that Addison and Olave and uh, Flowers, all strong play starters. It's not, it wasn't like the pure keeper where you're giving up someone that's, that doesn't have a role on your team. Like all week to week, you could have played these guys. Um, so there's a little bit of extra credit there, but the big thing I want to highlight is going into the season, we have a rule change, which we think favors receivers. And we have an owner who we talked about a little bit at length going full on strength and receivers in his draft strategy and keeper and draft strategy. And maybe the first time we see receivers hold a ton of keeper value weight with the new scoring. And so he's able to, to leverage that into a running back like Eckler. So, I mean, there's a lot of interesting dynamics with, with what Goalie did this year. I, I, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, there's just, we've just said a whole bunch about it, but a, a, excellent job. I mean, he's – Protege thinks he's one of the top two teams, again – on paper, really hard to argue otherwise. I mean, the top tight end, arguably the top receivers. I mean, top two, three. I mean, his receivers are out of control. I mean, Eckler's an arguable top three running back. Mahomes, top one, two quarterback. Kelsey, top. Ammon Saint Brown. I mean, yeah. I mean, what are we gonna say? The guy's put together the strongest team he's had. Trying to make a run, he's in tight for first, so.
1: not often that you see in, a, in our league, I mean, his starting lineup right now with the exception of Nico Collins, uh, which you could easily put Devonta Smith in there, 97% and above rostered. Oh, I mean, okay. it's just not started, it's different, but I mean, just rostered, like that, that's very, that's difficult to do in our league. Um, and so I mean, that's all you need to know
0: about right there. Yeah. It's, it's strong. So now let's, I think it would be fun to – well, maybe we should – let's do – instead of going to Protege and Johnny, because I want to talk about their keepers, actually. doing, Let's go with the people who went for current season. So we talked about goalie there, of course. Let's talk about Nate. Nate had a a highly interesting trade yesterday with Swizzle. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you got it pulled up, but essentially he traded Swizzle, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Drake, London, and what's the third piece? Okay, Rashid Rice. So, again, keeper trade, Jameer Gibbs in the third round. Um, You know, one interesting thing here is, uh, unlike goalie, you know, Nate gave up a good running back keeper and a good running back player. I mean, Jameer Gibbs, I was telling you, I thought that he would come back to more of a straight down the middle split, but he looks like the dude in that backfield, Detroit, he trades him, does get a great return. Derrick Henry, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen who are all, I mean, Derrick Henry, great, great playoff schedule, which, you know, Nate's on top of it, I'm sure he knows that, great playoff schedule, um, and then Cooper Cup, of course, and Keenan Allen, what can you say, like, literal WR1 upside, you know, so, you know, mate, if he, and, and again, Drake London and Rishi Rice, great keepers, but you don't like playing them week to week, for reasons we all know now, but... Um, yeah. So, again, he he obviously upgrades. I mean, he had to bite a bullet a little bit more, I think, giving up a, a third-round gifts because, you know, running back depth is hard to come by, but still it seems like a good trade, you know, for him. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I would – it would it would really suck if Allen
1: hurts his shoulder. Like, that would really be a bummer. I would feel really bad for uh, for Nate on that. But, he, you know, we knew – he knew he missed time in the game with a shoulder injury, so it is what it is. He was willing to take that risk, but I was a little surprised. I hit my captain. make. Gibbs is a piece to move to get a hole,
0: um, and you know, just like the sexiness factor, that's not easy to do. And I no. think he made he made his team stronger. Um, but I think there's also there's risk with those names that he has. So yeah, you know, I I mean I'm with you.
1: wanting to, you know, go into that narrative of, you know, Derek Henry, winner is a beast. Totally get it. Cooper Cup.
0: I mean, the name, the team is sexy. Stafford back, of course. Stafford's back, but I mean, like, it's not like Cooper Cup.
1: Three games, the last three games, I mean, is under seven points. I mean, there's some risk there, um, and so I tip my cap to Nate. Obviously, I'm chasing Nate. I hope, hope it blows up, Nate. I'm just kidding. Um, but that was that's a ballsy trade. That's a ballsy trade. Yeah. I think that's ballsier than me moving agent. Right. Yeah. You because know, Jameer Gibbs is strong and looking stronger. Yeah.
0: You know, no, I, I, again, again, I like bold moves. I'm I credit him with it, and you know, from his lineup perspective. You know, I go slot by slot. Like the Henry versus um Jameer Gibbs, like you know, of course most people like Gibbs. He's sexier, so to speak, of course. But Derek Henry outscoring him with his schedule especially, um, is not out of the question. If not a coin flippish thing. And then like to me, Cooper Cup and Ken Allen were such clear upgrades. Such clear cool yeah. upgrades. I like yeah, I mean I, I I like it. I mean I like it. Um yeah, I mean again, I you know, Right, what can you say? I like it. Good move. And now he's set with the Now he doesn't feel like he has, just like goalie did, and, and we'll talk about my team too, Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Walker, Derek Henry, Justin Jefferson coming back very soon. Cooper Cup, Mark Andrews, and Marquise Brown's been way better than people realize, of course. And Keenan Allen. With, with, uh, impact, but yeah. And now his bench, Tyler Lockett, Kyron Wendt is going to be back soon. CJ Stroud, if he needs a quarterback, of course. Noah Brown, who's been absolutely on fire. So, I mean, so Nate, again, Goalie loaded for Bear for the playoff run. Nate's loaded for Bear for the playoff run, and they both make good deals. I mean, I, it was a great... I really liked the really fun trade deadline the uh, last couple of weeks here. Um, yeah, interesting. So and then, of course, we... Then there's me going, you know... Um, we talked about our trade. So 18 comes to me, and before I even able to play him, um, I moved him for a gigantic haul with Vinny Green Balls last night, and you t- I want to talk about Green Balls, Johnny, Anthony, oh, and Swizzle. Did you have a trade with... No. Okay. Oh, yeah, and Johnny. I mean, trade... Okay, so f- it starts here, right? So let's, I guess, go back and t- if we want to trace the, the lineage. So you, had I, trade, you had a trade with Al Davis. I initially trade Al Davis, Puka, Anthony Richardson, uh, Rashid Shahid, which I I just want to throw it in there. Uh, I don't know where he's at now, but when I trade him, he would be wide receiver six if we bump up our return yards. Just want to put that out there, but... Um. Yeah, so I got I, those are guys I also put in there um, who else is in there Gabe well, Davis well, let's, yeah let's go back to the original. I mean I'm looking at
1: right here three maybe four on our Elite Keeper uh, podcast that I would say would be Elite Anthony
0: Richardson Ajay Spears Puka Nakua and then Rashid Shadid moved himself into that yeah so
1: I mean that's a massive Keeper trade and you had Gabe Davis.
0: Yeah. You know, brick <laughs> Old brick hands. And that got me uh, T. Higgins, Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson. Um, uh, and LaPorta and Sam Laporta and Tank Dell. Sam Laporta and Tank Dell. And that's a massive, massive trade. A massive trade. So, obviously, Dell, I didn't move. Guys wanted him. But at this point, 11 and 14. 25 targets in two games. An offense that looks like a juggernaut out of nowhere. I mean, I couldn't trade him as a keeper because he's my number one, and I couldn't get an upgrade from Vinny or anyone I was going to talk to uh, Swizzle, but he, he, you know, we didn't talk. But anyways, um, so yeah, so that trade happens. Tank Dell's plugged in. Laporta plugged in. And of course, as you know, uh, Cooper is part of the package that goes with you to get the A-chain deal. Uh-huh. And then A-chain and... You know, Deontay and Zamir, uh... And T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Um, and Rico and Zamir. Rico yep. down Zamir. All that, that Zamir's a throw-in to balance it, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And so that, you know, that all turns into what I got now, which is, uh... Kamara and Ford and White, three three RB1s. Um, and he can't afford, I mean, just a massive running back haul. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I got more running backs than I know what to do with. I'm very happy with that problem. Um, couldn't really upgrade. I mean, Debo's a little better, of course, I guess. Than like. I, I mean, Debo, Hopkins, Sutton, I mean, flip, flip a coin. I mean, Debo, i will just going to match with the receiver. So I don't really upgrade, but I'm perfectly fine between A-Chain and Deontay, who I just loathe the Steelers, and uh, T. Higgins, who I know thanks with the constant injury. You know, anyways, point is I it's pretty obvious the trade I made. Now I get lots of elite running backs to play and um, hopefully I make the right line decisions. But again, yeah. again, now I'm ready for the stretch run and the beautiful half the league owned A-chain is now with his, maybe his rightful owner, the Miami Dolphin fans got his coveted uh, Dolphin. who might be the best player in fantasy football history until we see otherwise, by the way. That's one thing that's interesting about. I was telling. I was kind of saying out loud to you and Protege is like, okay, I was stuck on. It's pure gambling. I know the odds are that A-Chain won't be the best fantasy football player in the history of football, but at some point, someone will be. That's just the fact of life. And so the fact it's so nice me that maybe he is that guy, but then I was like, but the trade haul I'm getting is already baking that in. Like I'm getting what you would get for the best player of all time. So I'm like, oh, I got to do the deal, like. This is this. There's I'm, there's nothing I'm missing out. So, so there it is. So you know, McCaffrey and Etienne arguably top three running backs, um, based on you know based on matchups. Kamara, White, Ford, and Montgomery all RB ones in the right matchup, and I just got to you know hopefully Dell keeps it up. And so here we go. I mean, with with Nate and Bully, I, I made huge deals, and yeah. That's right. Talk about that. So I think
1: that's kind of interesting because, um, you know, I had a couple of people reach out to me. I, uh, and this is just for anybody in the HHL now, until further notice, I will never give up anymore. I, don't, I like fantasy football way too much, and I don't want to stop watching. So, but I had a couple reach out to me, you know, if you're ready to make moves. Uh, the answer was no. And Slingbox had reached out to me yesterday with that, and I instantly shut him down. But the names that he put on it, I said, oh, well, wait a minute. Actually, that's not a keeper trade. Um, that actually helps both of us. So um, we had talked a little bit, um, you know, and obviously my big, um, massive hole uh, coming off a point eight performance was my quarterback. But, you know, uh, so he was trying to do something involving Tua, which I am just was not – really excited about it all so but he wanted to get some money back and make some what's the name and he was interested in Evans and um
0: you know what I wanted to
1: get back wasn't going to make sense so we had been talking back and forth yesterday and then about eight thirty today we rehashed it again it didn't look like it was going to work um and in fact Slingbox had sent me a text saying yeah no, you know it's nice talking but you know I don't think I'm going to do it and I said well I'm sending it anyways and so I sent that over as a way you know to give him what he wanted but to also I think give
0: me the lottery ticket type aspect the H tied up you know a DJ Moore who has
1: the ability with just Justin Fields to put up massive numbers with very little um and uh, lo and behold, Slingbox hits the accept button one minute before the deadline. <laughs> we were on the phone actually talking. Didn't even realize it had gone through. So, uh, you know, I think I think we're both happy with that deal. Um, and, yeah, so it's just it's kind of interesting to have two teams. You know, I, I'm interested in Vinny's take. Um, well, I think we're all assuming Vinny had decided that he wasn't going to try to make the playoffs but I am, and so it's kind of interesting to have two teams in the playoff front trading each other at the deadline.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it is it is a bit unique. I think, you know, Slingbox even made an offer to me, it was more, it would have been more lopsided in his favor in my, in my opinion, so I could get why you would take that risk with a competitor, but he, maybe he doesn't see you as much of a threat, you know, so he's willing to do it. Yeah, I love it. I think it's fantastic.
1: I mean, it's one of the beauties of moving up the trade deadline like we have, because you know, there's still a lot of
0: season left. Five you weeks know, of regular season football. Five games.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So, I mean, that's exciting. I mean, it's, it's going to be
0: a fun, a fun roll down. I mean, you just got to love the activity. Every, every team
1: made a trade. Wow. Did not make a trade?
0: Did Dan- Swizzle not make a trade? Danny with Danny? No, Twizzle traded with Nate, that big trade with Nate.
1: Okay, so Danny's
0: the only one who didn't get in the trade talks. He might have trade talks, but didn't make a move. Yeah, I'd be curious. Maybe Danny will hear this and get. Yeah, because goalie, yes, Benny, yes, and yeah, no, everybody but uh, everybody but Danny's over there by himself. He's a pariah after. Uh, I think the league has gotten sharp cause I know I know we, there
1: was that visceral reaction for H. Chan, but I don't think anybody looked at any of the moves as like, oh, you know, we didn't have that like, you know flip your roster
0: for one guy type thing like everything made sense in some capacity Just fantastic yeah no I, it's a great uh, great race for the playoff spots great yeah. trade the line That no it's a, again every year is different they're all fun in their own way it's just so hey should we look at um, the guys the keeper side guys let's look at them real quick what their keeper okay. situation looks like now so let's start with Vinny go work backwards because A-Chain let's get him out of the way so we had a quick little snag. It wasn't a big snag about the deal. You wanted Tink Dell? I, I boxed because I couldn't upgrade receiver from him enough. And I, he's like my receiver one. So I lopped off Brian Robinson, who originally was in the deal too. It was going to be even bigger. So Brian Robinson oh, yeah. is a six. Um, So there's that. A-Chain's clearly a keeper. I, I think, is he a 12 or 11? You know, as goalie reminds us, and I get it. We've all been, we've kind of been there, but. He drafted him in, uh, like, 11, 12, 13. I don't know where he drafted him, but... Um, so, he's the point is that he's, he's late. he's um, 12th rounder. 12th So, Robinson's a 6. 8-Chain's a 12. Wilson's still a 13, hopefully with the new quarterback situation next year. Deontay's a 7 in emergency, of course, but Deontay's one of those guys, that if he stays healthy, he seems to put together good games. I don't think anyone cares that much, but, hey, it's possible. 7th round. Um, and then on his bench, I mean... Uh, <laughs> When Rico Dowdle takes that job, by the way, maybe he's a I keeper. Know, right? <laughs> uh, Roshan Pickens. I mean, there's some. I mean, he's got a lot of possible keepers. Like the real blinking neon light guys are A-Chain, Garrett Wilson, of course, and Brian Robinson sneaks in there. Burrow is done, right? Keeper I don't know. Let me look. Because I know he's a nine this year. Maybe he's not. Maybe Burrow's there again. But that. Uh... Didn't... Okay. So Burrow's available again Burrow too. I mean yeah. yeah, quarterbacks are a whole nother topic. We they're so they're so viable yet. Again, who who really was expected, you know, planes expected, it's kind of funny, but so yeah, those that's what he ends up with. So it's you know, H and Garrett Wilson are the heavy, heavy, heavy front runners for his keepers next year. I think I think that's what he would like,
1: right?
0: Yep, yep. He got he got his man. Um was interesting I, just to touch on it again you, you already did because you're going all in he had 1100 points was only was a game or two behind in points and and two games back from the play or three games actually not now no no still no still no so, oh yeah so two games I was surprised he was going um he was not going for it because you yeah. go, you're going for it he got more points than you I mean and his team is good like since I have his team now, <laughs> I mean his team was good. He, scored, he was scoring <laughs> points. He didn't have the best again matchup luck. Is what it's all about. We always stand by that. But yeah, he went all in. Those are his keepers now. But a little surprising, he did go all in with keepers. They made that decision. Yeah, I mean, to each their own. I mean, he's he's you know sitting there with a one point differential, <laughs> which is just insane. Literally one point, one exact. Point one more point and give it up. Wow. So he hasn't had the greatest luck and yeah, I, he made his decision. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's his layout there. So Wilson, h H&M, Heavy Favorites, Protégé, who tried to make also a not give up deal, kind of like you're talking about with Slingbox, where he had his Chiefs on buy, and so he, he traded them in that big deal with Goalie, with Chase. Uh, ended up getting, like, Lamar Jackson, um, Breeze Hall, who he can play even though he's a, he's a keeper. So I talked to him last night. He moved to 4-6, and six, and I thought he was going to be a little more, uh, like, hey, let's make a run, but he was basically like, I'm done. Like, yeah, I'm done. So I guess he wanted a bigger win, even though he did beat him. I guess he wanted a bigger win. But um, so it's keeper-wise, let's look at his keepers. Lamar Jackson's got another year of fourth round. Uh Najee no, Lamar's the
1: fifth, which is a big oh because wow. Brees Hall the
0: fourth. Uh-huh. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Um is Najee a three? Did he get into three? Najee uh, Um Yeah, he's a third rounder. Okay. I mean I he he's slimmed down, he looks way better. Like Hall on that one, yeah. He looks way better, but Brees Hall, of course, is ahead, but Najee's a in case of emergency. Right. Um other than that, Kincaid, I mean we stick with tight ends, which Protégé is trumpeting, by the way. And don't go to the full flex. Kincaid is a legit tight end keeper option.
1: Even more of a reason to get rid of tight ends. <laughs> a guy with two touchdowns
0: on the air. Go on. Jacoby Myers has cooled off. Uh, Mingo, now. So, I mean, basically, Breeze Hall, Dalton Kincaid. He's got, he's got a- Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. But uh, Lamar Jackson is a 5, Kincaid, Brees Hall, I mean... Uh, I mean,
1: if I'm putting odds right now, it's Lamar Jackson and Brees Hall are his two
0: keepers. Yeah, yeah, yep. I think that's pretty clear, um, unless barring injury. Yeah, alright, okay. And then we got over to Johnny, who's, uh, we could do Swizzle after him, but Johnny has, uh, Johnny's got a lot of options now. Taj Spears, I'm just going down, not in particular order, Tajay Spears might be a workhorse back, three down back next year, and a yep. team that wants to run. I mean, th- there was value there, and a lot of people realize that. He's got that. Yep. He loves Ayuk. Ayuk has flashed whenever, you know, outside of that one year, but um, outside of one big giant year, but, um, you know, he loves- it, definitely to me, and you know, I argued
1: with you a lot over the past
0: couple of years, but it seems apparent to me he is number one receiver for that Niners team I don't think it's even close yeah and he's I'm looking at the stats he's, curious, he's, he's, he's like 15. a he guy now
1: I mean a very effective gadget guy but
0: yeah so Debo's or uh, Ayuk is a receiver 15 he had the big big giant week one he's had another cu- three other good weeks and his bad weeks are still high his 7.3 is a bad week which you know for a pure floor not that bad 8.8 so he likes Ayuk as a keeper in league circles he loves him Um, Sierra College, you know, we went to the same college, junior college for a minute. Um, Zay Flowers, another rookie receiver who's got, who's an option. Uh, Jordan Addison, who we'll see what happens when Jefferson comes back, but he is an option. Puka, who that pedigree and that, uh, that look, I think hurts him. Like he looks like a clear hit. Puka's value is interesting. It it varies widely from, from person to person and he valued him really high. And, uh, so he's got – oh, God. So we already said Spears. We said I We said Flowers. We said Addison. We said Puka. Ramonji Stevenson has come alive. He's still an eight with another year of value. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigbug. You know, late pick, flashing a little bit. Chris Olave, obvious keeper, another year of 12th round value with him. Kyler Murray. And, you know, then Anthony Richardson, I mean, in a row – Quarterbacks still are carrying the load, dude. Look at Jalen Hurts with Nate. Look, I mean, it's still if you get the the, the quarterback, they still will carry you. It's harder to to locate them, but Anthony Richardson was.
1: I'm excited, and I hope if he doesn't drop any of them, I'm excited that at least one of Anthony Richardson or Kyler Murray will be going back into the draft because Kyler Murray's a 15. Yes. Kyler Murray's a 15, came back
0: within a year of blowing out his knee and is running around the field like it was nothing. Yes. Yes, In offense, that's operating a lot better than it was last year, so I don't know, that was impressive. And then you got Anthony Richardson. Uh, with the He was number one in fantasy points per snap when he got injured in the whole league. <laughs> per snap. Per snap, that's key. So, I mean, but you know, you know the point there. Um, and then I want to come back to this at the end, if we have time. we already at 40 minutes almost, but Rashid Shahid, again, backdoor keeper. We'll see about, talk about returning yards in a few minutes, but you know he's been better than expected. He's cooled down a bit, of course. Um, so we just. It's better for the league that he has this big ass
1: haul of keepers, so that we know a whole shitload of them are going back in the draft. Yes. Thank
0: God. Yes, because he has. <laughs> we just talked about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine super legit, and like two or three that are like, ah, you can do it if you want. Like he basically has nine, ten, like this is a full, full load of keepers right now. no no. I mean
1: he's going to keep the whole league in fucking
0: suspense that's great yeah famously Prodigy thought he had an inside track being so close to him and even he didn't know so uh, <laughs> um, so yeah I mean that's I mean what can you say there I, I, I'm not going to start to uh, let's for fun Prodigy became paper mache with that credibility <laughs> for fun who are his keepers next year
1: say it might end up being Murray if Murray finishes hot. Um, I would say that I'm putting money it's I'm I am projecting Tajay Spears and a running back. Or a quarterback, I'm sorry. Woo! I'm saying Tajay Spears and either Murray or. Jim.
0: My guess is gonna be Puka Alave.
1: Yeah. And I don't see him doing a lot I don't see... We're not going to, like... Who's going to be the quarterback next year? If Carr doesn't... Is Carr out for the rest of the year? Or is he supposed to
0: come back? I don't think... No, I think he's out for the rest of the year. I think he's supposed to be back after the bye. So, the next two weeks. So, if Carr comes back
1: and it stays the same where fucking him just spreading the ball out, I can't see him keeping a lot it with the rest of the wide receivers. I could be wrong.
0: So, well, here's, here's, here's a little bit of background of why I'm saying that. When he traded for Eckler, he traded for Olave, Addison, and Dell. Dell, I got from him. And uh, he preferred... uh, Addison and Dell, I I probably would have been able to pick. I want a Dell, of course. But Olave was the big piece there. And he traded Eckler for that haul. I offered Puka, Anthony Richardson, for Eckler. And he didn't take it. So, he must love Olavi because I had Puka and Richardson in that deal, and he traded Dell, you know. So, I mean, I, I don't know. So, I'm doing I'm – doing, I'm connecting some dots. I, I, so, I think yeah. I think Olavi's uh, got huge value, which he's going to have a tough decision, man. So, yeah.
1: If there's one thing I can be completely certain about when it comes to Al David as keepers, it's that
0: I will be wrong. Yes. So, uh, it's impossible to try to figure that out because I,
1: I would say – Jigba has a better shot you know if say they move on from Lockett you know I'm projecting a lot like we don't know the offseason is going to be so fun yeah. for Al Davis in terms of how these teams shake down with his keepers but yeah but I definitely I think he would not be able to shy away from Tajay Spears if they move on from Derrick Henry um, which it seems like they would I mean that seems to be a lock yeah. And he's got two, if, if Murray is doing
0: what he's doing at the 15th rounder, holy cow. Interesting. Well, we'll see. Well, those, those are our guesses. Um, yeah. Swizzle. Uh, Swizzle ends up with Jameer Gibbs as a three. And based upon the fact that he didn't even ask me about a didn't ask about Dell, he obviously loves Gibbs. So I think third-round Gibbs is going to be pretty much locked in. Um, he's got, you know, I'm going to put Gus Edwards in there. Uh, Rasheed Rice, again, lottery ticket. If he latches on as a KC number one, finishes the year strong, then obviously going to next year thinking he could hit the moon because Mahomes, uh, right? Um, so Gibbs, let's say Rasheed Rice. Let's say Pacheco. you got to put Pacheco in there. got um, yeah, the Chiefs back, I mean, Pacheco was running so hot for a second and he off off. Um, but still still a keeper option late yep. value. super interesting Pollard yep. what is the eighth or ninth round and he's been a, basically a bust i mean seventh round he's got another year he can finish yep. strong and be right back in the keeper conversation but right now res, running back 26 on uh, you know nerds the fantasy nerds like he's like top three five in usage but he's 26 in output like he's just been bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but he finished strong. He's a seventh rounder. You have got Jonathan Taylor as a two coming on yep. strong. Yep. You got Jalen Warren named the starter this week, and has been a, Really? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And it was it was a convoluted answer. Don't get me wrong. It was like he's the guy. It was Tomlin was basically like really making a point of saying we do ceremoniously award guys starts for as rewards. So he wasn't saying like. But, you know, the point is, for the keeper talk, Warren is in the conversation. Thank um, you for your effort, Jalen. Here's the Ravens. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you look at... Yeah, yeah. Wow. Cleveland. Here's Cleveland. Go ahead. That,
1: <laughs> that seems like, all right, we're going back to Najee after
0: this week. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe. But it's kind of a <clears throat> conversation. Uh, Brock Purdy would be a complete homer keep. That's not going to happen. Jameson Williams, very uh, flaky. Let's call him flaky. Uh, but Jameson Williams, Josh Downs and Drake London all will have hype going into next year, likely. Yeah. And so they're possibilities. So I think the strong, strong favorite is still going to be Gibbs. And he probably, if Pollard doesn't lose the job, Pollard, he still probably runs him out again. But Taylor is a 2, is looking, draft release might matter for him a lot. Yeah, I
1: would, I would, uh, I would put my money on Taylor and Gibbs. Um...
0: 2 and 3 would have to happen with Pollard I think or like Taylor gives
1: hurt, like but I think when push comes to shove and they're everybody's healthy and everything's shaken down it's going to
0: be Taylor and Gibbs and it was a savvy move of Nate to keep to take Gibbs in three and Walker in two if he flip-flops them, because Gibbs and Walker's rankings were a little bit all over the place Um, if he flip-flops them, Gibbs is a two and Taylor has to be a one and if they keep two, two. So the fact that wow. Nate drafted Jameer Gibbs in the third allows that trade to happen. I mean, man, I don't know, about most likely, but highly, highly likely that's part of it. So, yeah.
1: there you go. I, I, I,
0: yeah, you're probably right. I think Gibbs and Taylor. Go with, yeah, you're right. I'm. I changed to yours. Two and a three. Woof. Mm-hmm. Andy, a uh, couple minutes left. A couple minutes left. Can I? Can I just out loud? Say a couple things just to, yeah. so to keep it in our brain. Going into next year, proposed rule changes one and scoring. One is reevaluate our scoring this year. See how everyone liked it. I think well, it's going great, but we'll ask everybody. Fantastic. We will talk about moving waivers, fab bidding a day to Thursday morning instead of Wednesday morning. Yep, big we, fan of that. Yep. Okay, we will. We will. We will talk about turning the tight end position to a flex and or a receiver tied in flex, something like that. Yep, love it. And the one I kind of wanted to get a little more some Rashid Shahid has been in my head for a couple weeks because of this. Now, not now, I haven't checked this week, but as of last week, Rashid Shahid was receiver 13, but if we did return yards next year to match receiving and rushing yards, which I still think is something we should consider strongly, it would have made him receiver 6. On the year before last week. Yep. So it is a, it, it, for Rashid Shahid specifically, that what we decided to do with return yardage absolutely matters. If Whether or not he gets kept, and Johnny's team probably not, the draft position, like, there will be a wild card where you draft Rashid Shahid with the return yard being a big part of his output. So, yep. so with that anecdote of Rashid Shahid being bumped up, does, what do you feel about return yardage? Should it be point 0.1 just like return rushing? Should we keep it as it is now, like quarterbacks, or should we split the middle and maybe uh, make it like .08? Splitting
1: the middle makes uh, it more uh, easier to swallow. Um, well, we, know, we know you love to
0: swallow. That makes sense.
1: What we should do okay. is just kind of look at it, just like you've done, but I mean, now that we know when the season's over that you can go back and change scoring settings and instantly see what it does.
0: Yeah. Um, It'd be nice to see that. So that's, yeah, in the offseason I could switch it, and then we could look at this year's stats. You know, it'll be last year at that point, and then just see how it affects other guys. Because right now, I see he's the only one I can think of off the top of my head that really is noticeable.
1: It does feel weird to say, well, she's wide receiver. Like, what? Like, that feels weird, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, that, exactly. That's why even me being a proponent, I was all in at point one. And then when I saw that, even being an owner of the guy, I was like, I brought it to you, I was like, man, this is kinda like this. so I, it doesn't it does feel a little odd, but I'm not saying it's wrong either. Did we also Was there something
1: about turnovers too? Oh yes,
0: thank you. And that's why I'm saying these all out loud because I haven't written them yet. And then the last thing was um so people think about these things. We did quarterbacks to minus three. And uh I think fumbles might have might, why are fumbles be minus three also. It's the same thinking, like they're Absolutely back-breaking plays in real football, and they kind of break your back in fantasy. And that might, might you know, match up quarterbacks to other positions. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So. In fact, I, thought, I kind of thought that's what it was.
1: <laughs> so it makes sense to me they should be the same. Although, holy cow, man, but, you know, having, having a, a running back fumble
0: and get minus three, and then watching him get pulled by James Cook—that's gotta be. Yeah, oh. But
1: then got
0: back in the game, so. not, not only did he get back in the game, but he ran harder than I've ever seen him in my life. Like, he was yeah. possessed. Yeah. So, and they, they made the comment on the telecast about, like, well, shoot, he should fumble first carry every game if he's going to run like that after. because It was it was noticeable. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, there's yeah, five big whoops. Another he did where it right back to him and he got 20 more yards. That oh, was crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. We were talking about it because I... Corlin Sutton almost fumbled twice to lose me that game. Yeah. So yeah. there was something about the cold weather and the, the slick ball, the da-da-da, but like, guys were dropping balls all over, man. That was like – I mean, James Cook like is like fast break dribbling down the court. like. <laughs> well,
1: funny thing, and I, I hate to get too deep for, on the podcast, but you and I were joking. I'm like, I need mean, Golden Kincaid.
0: Like could be protégé yes and we were laughing about that and you were saying like oh you're going to be locked in for the first snap <laughs> well on Thursdays, I don't get to watch the game until about the second quarter because I have to drive my kids to stuff and so I'm driving and I look and I see quick touchdown on a turnover
1: and I'm like oh my god did this come true yeah and then it was it was Quick. but then for, a, for, a sleep, for a second I had like did I predict the future <laughs>
0: Stuff. Well, we talked that was good talk. A lot of good keeper and trade talk. That really I really enjoyed that. Hopefully, yeah, people listen to it this week. Um, oh, best in the business. Best Just in the know. biz. Best in the biz. Uh-huh. Um, anything else? I mean, the the most important thing might be the race itself. I mean, real quickly, uh, you got one minute. So you got a meeting at noon? Uh-huh. Okay, okay, real quick, maybe. Uh, we'll get under an hour still. Um, it's still close, man. So the points chase is pretty darn close now. As we've seen, like one week can catch you up. Like, I, I'm the case in point because I've had two terrible, terrible, terrible weeks. And guys have made up a ton of ground on me. I'm now second in points. Um, first in points is Danny. Might be the first guy to miss playoffs and be the high points as possible. Um, Nate's only 50, 40 to 50 points behind us. And goalie's making up ground quick after a freaking mamma 185. Um, and we got Slingbox sandwiched in there um, he says it's all luck I think he's been lucky yes but also good And but his points are low compared to us um, but he's still got the 7-3 record so and then green balls packing it in and then you're still there clawing in 7th place right now I mean uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this. except it's like it's still a good race especially with the top 5 and giving yourself a chance now you're 6 I mean I don't know what, anything you want to say about it uh
1: There isn't a lot of mailing in. I think it's fantastic. Um, I will say, free agent um, pool right now is at four hundred and sixty-two dollars, which is interesting because it doesn't seem very high. But we have two teams with zero, (laughs) so thank you, uh, Louis and Raider Nate. Whoever wins the uh, points title, you guys have already pitched in. You guys have pitched in almost. Two hundred bucks. 50 percent of the, oh. <laughs> the uh uh top points pool. So there you go. And Danny helped
0: out. Ty Chandler twenty eight bucks today. I know. So uh, goalie only got thirty four. bots is at forty nine. Uh, taken to the house. Still over sixty. You know. So um, this is weird for me. I mean, I barely spent any money. That's that's new. Only like twenty five bucks. We have some, we're going to have some, I hope we have a couple of fun, like, block situations where people are spending a lot on blocking players. Who knows how it's going to go down, but hopefully there's some fun stuff to spend on still. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, best league in the business. Six teams still trying to battle
1: out. Six or seventeen still trying to battle out. And who knows? Even these teams that like gave, quote-unquote, mailed it in, two quick
0: wins can put you right back in it all of a sudden you go, so I yep, love yep. it. Yep, well, Vinny Greenball has nice. A-Chain, so if A-Chain's going to start dropping 50 games as the best player in the history of fantasy, he can he can have his cake and eat it too. Sneak in. Did Al Davis, has he won the last two
1: weeks?
0: Yeah, I think he has. He's been good doing it. Right? Like, I
1: think. I know he won the
0: first week after the big trade. Then last week, uh... Last week, he beats taking the house week, so even though the quote-unquote I'm, I'm mailing it in, uh, nothing's done. Nope, nothing's done. And oh, this, no. this week, the big matchup, we won't go into depth about who's playing who uh player by player, but the big, like, at the top matchup is me and Danny. Uh, oh. Two highest scores, 7-3 versus 5-5. Five and five. So Danny's fighting to stay above 500 and make that playoff run. I'm still fighting because since we play each other, if Danny beats me and goes 6-5, and five, I go 7-4. He would have more points than me, of course. You have Nate playing Swizzle. Nate's a big favorite. Slingbox playing Protégé. Slingbox a favorite. Goalie playing Vinny. Goalie's a favorite. So if I win, Danny's obviously 5-6. and six. It's just not good. If I lose even at first place, I can drop to 7-4. Nate gets to 7-4. and four. And if Nate outscores me by enough, which is possible, it's hypothetical that I move into fourth place. So I, Danny can't talk me no matter what because I'm a game ahead of him. But Nate can win and beat me in points if I have another 70-point week, which I've had. And then, of course, uh, Slingbox can win, go to 8-3, and three, and goalie can win, go to 8-3. Because they both play are playing quote-unquote keeper teams. Wow. So huge matchup. The two high scores is an easy matchup for the week. The two high scores going at it. I can drop from first to fourth. Danny can put himself, if Raider Nate loses... Can put himself in. So, I mean, yeah, he put himself in the fourth place. Reader right in eighth, outside looking in. So, it's uh woo, intense. Well, there's definitely
1: projection discrepancies based off ESPN. Um, I don't know how much lineup changes are going to go. But, you know, taking it to the house. Point leader.
0: But coming off, I think, low points last week. Yeah, I think so. And again, like we said,
1: only guy to not make a move in terms of trades. So, we'll
0: write it out. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, I, I, I got to hear from Danny. Text me and Andy if you're in trade talks because curious if he, he's the only one that didn't make a trade because he had keepers, A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddle. Um, Josh Allen is not anymore. Um, maybe Bijan, but I mean he, I, I guess Waddle and A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown would have been his A-chain type piece where he could have probably got a giant haul for A.J. Brown um, if he wanted so as a third as a three though Waddle's a five so I, yeah Danny let us know if you had some t- some talks going I'm curious if something fell through or wonder if anyone wanted John as a number one keeper coming off a big week that would have been interesting so Danny if you hear this chime yeah. in be curious
1: Bijan. Bijan.
0: Bijan. alright alright buddy alright good luck talk to you soon right. huh? yeah no you know we'll talk see you on the grid good luck HHL see ya bye